Hey, good morning, guys. It is Friday, March 3rd, uh, 2023, and it is 8.26 a.m. Pacific time as I record this. And yes, on this TGIF, I am off. That seems to be the norm uh, going forward, at least for this week and next week uh, for the time being. But with that said, I wanted to come on here. Excuse me there. I wanted to come on here. And talk about something that I tried to talk about last night as I, as I was walking home from the bus. But it just didn't work out right. It just didn't feel right when I finished it. So I figured I'd basically redo it this morning. And you can read by the title of the video and the podcast of exactly what it is. And what I want to talk about is something I've kind of hinted at, you know, and mentioned in several videos, podcasts, if you will, um, in the past. And that is Tales Harem Tale. Now, what's interesting about Tales Harem Tale is it's not the only harem tale, if you will, that has Tales as the lead. The other one, called the Harem of Miles Tales Prower, you know, differs from what this one is. You see, in that one, which I think is made by Made in Nowhere, I, I gotta go back and look, but in that one, Tales is basically collecting, if you will. He's collecting, you know, new additions to a harem, you know, for his own. They'll basically do what he wants, you know, you know, do what he wants, um, act the way he wants, stuff like that. And, you know, the way it starts out is with Amy Rose. And, you know, it just, you know, domino effects from there. You know, you get characters like Sally, you get Bunny, you get Vanilla and Cream, you get... Uh, you get Linda, you get, um, you, you just get a who's who of all the female cast, if you will. And some of them are played up in this one as if, oh, I'll never submit to Tails as control. He'll never break me. I'll never call him master. And lo and behold, what they say is not going to happen, happens. You know, so it's one of those kind of stories to where Tails, basically, when he gets into that dominating, controlling mode or mood, basically goes to town out to the point that he's not going to stop until he's basically gotten these girls under his control. And they go crazy in this one. Uh, Made in Nowhere, I think that's the one who wrote it, like I said, um, goes crazy with, you know, how things go down in certain um, intercourses throughout that story. I mean, he even has... Uh, Tails basically, you know, when he's intercoursing with Sally, um, he basically takes out. He basically has Tails take out a mark, a marker, I should say. He takes out a marker and literally marks Sally with different names on her body. Like he puts a, a certain S word, S L word, if you know what I mean, on her forehead. He puts on the front of her body, her belly area, property of Master Tails. He puts on the back. You know, something of, you know, that involves the word dump, if you know what I mean. You know, you know things like that. It really gets, it really gets very frisky and beyond, I guess you could say, NFSW-like with these interactions in their take of a harem story with Tales. But this one I'm talking about, though... Tales Harem Tale, it's a collab between the Cyber Fox and, the, and Zero the Fox. They used to have it uh, up on uh, fanfiction.net. They still have it up there, except now that, you know, now that they've moved it over to archiveofourown.org, you know, AO3 for short, they're going to be putting most of the new editions and chapters there. 
And what's interesting is, you know, what's interesting about this story and the other one is that they only have one thing in common. And that is they both take place in an amalgamated alternate universe. And, of course, both of these amalgamated, uh, uh, easy for me to say, uh, alternate universe are completely different from each other. Because, of course, they're <laughs> written by different people. Yeah, but the only thing they have in common is they both take place in different amalgamated alternate universes. But getting to this one we're going to talk about, what makes it so interesting, uh, even to the point that someone like me kind of keeps an eye on it and, you know, keeps reading, you know, it almost over and over uh, every time there's a new chapter or just wanting to read something while I'm on the bus, you know, heading to work or heading home or just want to read something while I'm off like I am today just to buy some time. You know, what's so unique about this? Well, one, not only does it take place in an amalgamated alternate universe, but in this alternate universe, and I hinted at this when I talked about, you know, the, what I like about being in the Sonic fandom, and that being, you know, fans kind of fixing Fiona Fox's betrayal. This is one of those stories that I mentioned at the end, where I said some of the, you know, scenarios they get Fiona to redeem herself uh, in kind of go along the lines of NFSW you know, kind of uh, reasonings or scenarios. Well, this here is one of those. This here is one of those because in this uh, ultimate, uh, not ultimate, but amalgamated universe, alternate amalgamated universe, uh, in this one, Fiona not only has redeemed herself, but she's married to Tails. She's with and married with Tails. And as a result, she's also redeemed herself and become very good friends with a majority of the female cast uh, in this amalgamated universe. Except for one. And that one is Linda. Yeah, Julie Sue's half-sister uh, from the Archie books. And now, basically what Cyborg Fox and Zero Fox hint at is they do have a history. They do have a history. And it's more along the lines of kind of, I guess you could say, more frenemies, if you will, fre- very ri- very frenemy rivals, if you will, that, yeah, they still have a bit of a friendship there, but it's more, like, more intensively uh, on the rival side of, hey, you do this, I'll, you know, I'll F you up kind of deal, you know, so... So yeah, that's kind of that's kind of Fiona's relationship right now with Linda. What's also interesting about it is the uh, the pairings, the couples that are put together in this story. Like for example, instead of you know expecting Sonic to be with Sally, you get them going with Sonic and Amy. However, Sally is with somebody, and that is Nicole. They're going off of what was hint, hinted at, you know, somewhat in the post-reboot of Archie Sonic. You know, they're going off the little hints that, hey, there might be something more there between Sally and Nicole. The other surprise, too, uh, you know, speaking of Linda, she ends up with Shade the Echidna from Sonic Chronicles. You know, so you have basically those three unique uh, couples that are different from any of the other couples you would expect together. I mean, of course, you have Tangle and Whisper, that, but for a lot of fans, that's to be expected. But why is this story so unique in its presentation that even someone like me wants to give an overall review and discussion about it? Well, it's real simple. It's real simple. It's more of a 
friends with benefits like stories, more of a friends like benefits like story, to where the the plot, the story plot, if you will, is that Fiona, along with the majority of the girls that she's friends with, um, have come up with this idea to give each and every one of the male counterparts or male friends, you know, even if they're not in a relationship with them or or in the case of Sally and Nicole and Tangle and Whisper and Shade and Linda, they're in an LGBTQ relationship. The basic, or even uh, Tikal and Relic, yeah, that's right, they even hint at Tikal and, Tikal and Relic from the post-reboot of the Archie book having something. So outside of those LGBTQ couples, you know, basically the storyline is everyone, all the females, even those in those, even the females that are in the lesbian relationships, um, have agreed to give all the male counterparts and male friends a special treatment. And that treatment is to have intercourse with them, in, very intimate intercourse with them, um, every now and then when it's their turn, and as much as they can. So, for example, they do hint at the fact that Sonics had his treatment already, but doing his treatment, which goes on for, I guess, several months or something, he can end up being with, you know, a lot of girls multiple times. Like, let's say if he has, you know, you know, his. Let's say he has a, a moment with, with Sally and all that, which fans would basically jump at. Uh, and no offense when I say that, but if he has a moment with Sally, Sally could say, "Hey, I want another run with him," and she could sit and she could contact Amy, and Amy would be like, "Cool, no problem." And they would arrange for Sonic to meet up with Sally, let's say a week after he's already you know, had his moment with her uh, prior. That's kind of what the treatment is. That's kind of what the treatment is. And here in this story, the reason it's named, of course, the way it is, is it's Tails' turn. But again, the, but the thing is, though, it's not an actual harem story, like I mentioned previously, with uh, Made in Nowhere's. No. This is more, like I said, a Friends with Benefits deal, where at the beginning, Fiona lets Tails be aware of the treatment. Uh, uh, basically, you know, that it's not only, you know, that basically, well, hold on for a second. You know, rewinding here for a second. Uh, basically, Fiona, you know, at the beginning of the story, Let's, you know, Tails be aware that it's his turn now. That it's his turn to receive the treatment. And, of course, the one thing I do like about, you know, uh, fan writers like, you know, Cyborg Fox and Zero the Fox is, you know, they do try to keep the characters like Tails somewhat true to who they are character-wise. And Tails, even though he's aged up uh, for the story to about 20, 21, he's a little reluctant. He's like... You know, he's like, you know, I don't know. I mean, you know, this sounds like it could be fun, but I'm, I'm not too sure. And Fiona has to coax him, or co- coax him into, into agreeing to do it. Once she, you know, be, pretty much makes him understand that, hey, everybody's cool with it. The girls, of course, are cool with it. Their guys, the husbands, the fiancés, the boyfriends, they're cool with it. You know, um, and and that pretty much when she lets him know. That everyone involved is cool with it or is aware of it, Tails does kind of be does kind of become more accepting of it. And the one thing I do like about you know uh, the personality for his character here, uh, you know, as he's aged up, is he's also now more willing to you know experiment and be adventurous and go outside the norm. So. Long story short, when Fiona finally explains to him the situation and that everybody's cool with it, 
you know, he's more than willing to go along with it. But for anybody that might be new to it and see that Tails at first is a little reluctant, there's a reason. There's a reason because it's pretty much used as a ploy, you know, kind of a false alarm uh, later on in the story in one of the chapters, in the later chapters, just so that, um, I'll just say it right now, Linda can have another go at him. And you might be aware of what I'm hinting at, that Tails, you know, kind of being unsure at first about this, is afraid could happen. Yeah, impregnation. Impregnation, which, a bit of spoilers, does not happen in the story. But because Linda, of course, is Linda, you know, she will, you know, <laughs> go to any depths to get another shot. Even basically lying about the fact that, hey, Tails, guess what? Um, you broke the code and now I'm pregnant. <laughs> you know, or something like that. So, uh, so yeah, it's things like that and everything, you know, from Tails' perspective at first, in this story that when you read it, you know, he's kind of not really sure about because of the possible consequences, you know, or after effects it could cause. And Rifle, in honestly, when you look at it from his perspective, you know, he has a right to be. That is until, like I said, Fiona ensures him everybody's aware of it, everybody's in on it, you know, so everything's cool. Everything's like, everything's pretty much straightforward. Everything is good though, if you will. Everything is good though, if you know what I mean. So after getting, you know, pretty much confirmation from his own wife that, okay, fine, everything's good, like I said, he's more adventurous, more up to the challenge, and willing to, you know, go the distance, if you know what I mean. And, of course, he starts with Fiona, and let's just say he brings out a side of himself that Fiona, basically after it's all said and done, you know, makes aware that, you know, to the other girls that, oh, yeah, you guys are going to have a good time with him. You guys are going to have a good time with him. Now, she does let him know after they have their time together, you know, she does let him know that some of these girls he's going to be with, you know, have certain, I guess you could say, you know, I wouldn't say traditions, but they have certain hobbies, if you will, you know, certain kinks, we'll put it that that way, because that's pretty much what it is, but they have certain hobbies, kinks, uh, that they're into that may surprise tales. And she even makes it aware that some of them may want to take him publicly. In other words, they may want to have their intercourse with him, you know, publicly in front of the entire world or in a park or in a front lawn or wherever. You know, so she makes him aware of that and that if it does happen, you know, the more, you know, the more being taken in public kind of deal, that he needs to be careful of the surroundings and not to be caught. And this, of course, you know, this, of course, is something that Tails, he's, he takes all this information and processes it, and he's like, okay, fine, I'll be careful. And no sooner after they have their moment that the next person on the list that gives Fiona a call is Amy Rose. And, of course, you know, Fiona and Tails meet up with Amy and Sonic at a cafe, and it's there where Amy basically decides to excuse herself to go use the ladies' room, but there's a reason she excuses herself, because then she texts uh, Fiona, hey, I'm ready, send the guy, send Tails here, send him to me. 
And once Fiona gets the text, she lets Tails know. Tails, of course, is like a little surprised and everything. But once again, Fiona is able to convince him, you know, that do not worry. Amy has a history of doing this and that most of the time she is pretty much undefeated when it comes to not being caught in the ladies' restroom. And Tails is like, okay, as long as you say... It's not a worry. I'll go and do it. And he goes and meets up with Amy, and they go in the ladies' restroom, and they start doing the deed. Although Tails is a little still hesitant at the fact that they might get caught, you know, he still goes along with it, which is, you know, obviously really cool for him. Oh, really fun for him and and uh, Amy, and cool is what I should have said. I do apologize. It's early. It's 843 uh, in the morning and everything, so I do apologize. But basically, he's he's more along the lines, you know, you know, kind of like more more, you know, down down with him, more willing to have fun and everything for him and Amy, and they do have fun, probably a little bit more fun than he had with Fiona in a sense, because um, you know, and this does get you know repeated in later chapters, but basically, he has fun by essentially. Um, let's say pulling, if you will, kind of, I guess you could say caressing, and then as they, I think it's described nibbing at Amy's ear and pulling it, tugging it a little bit. So they get a little bit more frisky uh, than Fiona and Tails did, but mainly it's because of the fact that this, of course, is a one-time deal, and he doesn't know, you know, when or where he'll have another chance with Amy, and all that, uh, if this is just going to be, you know, like a one-time or multi-time deal, he's not sure when the next time him and Amy will probably get it on, so he decides to kind of get a little bit more frisky with her, and he goes with the nibs of the ears, nibs on the body, a bit of a spank here and there, stuff like that, and this is kind of repeated somewhat in his other uh, intimate, intimate intercourses with the other ladies, so you're going to expect a bit of a pattern there, a bit of a pattern. But, you know, overall, he's just, he just does it for fun. He just does it for fun and everything. And again, I think the reason the writers have it described this way is because, you know, again, this may, not be, this may be his only chance. So why not go all out? And after he's done with Amy, of course, uh, what's, what's funny about this is they get a knock on the door. Oh, they, well, they don't get a knock on the stall door. What they hear after the moment, because they have multiple, um, I guess you could say, multiple explosions, if you will, um, within, uh, within and without each other. You know what I mean? Uh, they suddenly get a knock on the door, knock on the stall door. Well, it's not a knock on the stall door. What it is, is they, get, they hear somebody go, <clears throat> and then they hear this voice of, what is going on here? And Tails, of course, a little worried because one of the fears he had was getting caught, you know, you know, basically when doing this with Amy in the public stall. Because he even let her know about that and even Fiona know about that. But then Amy, she's just laughing and everything. And Tails is like, what are you laughing about? And Amy's like, don't you recognize the voice of our friend? And Tails is like, huh? So <laughs> Amy basically opens the stall door and reveals Blaze. That's right, Blaze is the one that interrupted them. 
And she walks and she's giggling, smiling, walks into the stall door, locks it. And you would think, uh-oh, threesome time, right? Nope. Not really. Although uh, Blaze is kind of impressed with a certain uh, package of tails, if you know what I mean. But to get to the point, uh, Blaze basically lets Amy know that, hey, you got it. You know, you're going to get caught because, you know, because Blaze obviously is one of the friends that even though she understands uh, Amy is undefeated technically at doing this, of you know, doing the deed in the stalls, in the bathrooms, in public. Uh, you know, even though she understands that technically. Uh, Blaze is also someone that doesn't want her to get caught, doesn't want that undefeated streak, if you know what I mean, to come to an end, and wants Amy to be me- Amy to be made more aware of how of how and when she's going to have her moment. So, anyway, Amy's like, oh, yeah, you know, Amy's like, okay, okay, I get it, don't worry, I get what you're coming from, I'll be more careful. But what's interesting about this, too, is they, they, they have Blaze slap Amy on the rear a couple of times. I was just to try to get a point across. I guess playing up the fact that some fans have shipped these two together. So maybe, maybe we get a future chapter with her together or something like that. I think that might be. i got to look again. Uh, but we might get a, a chapter to where perhaps you know, they, do, they do what Tangle and Whisper do later on for Tales and... That's give Tails a bit of a, a lesbian show before, you know, doing the deed with him. But we'll see. We'll see. But anyway, anyway, after that, you know, they get themselves dressed and everything. You know, again, a, a Blaze kind of uh, getting, you know, Blaze kind of playfully getting at Amy for always, you know, constantly doing this and not being, a, and not totally being aware of, hey, you could, you could potentially get yourself caught, so you got to be careful. Um, so, basically, to get to the point here, get to the next point, ironically, the reason Blaze is here is because now it's Blaze's turn. And this is where one of the hobbies, kinks, if you will, come into play. Because uh, Blaze, you know, takes Tails to her house. Blaze, of course, is, in this story, married or going with Silver. But Silver has to go take care of some errands, maybe time travel errands, who knows. And, T- and Fiona goes back home to take care of a few things. We later find out what those few things might be. But, you know, Blaze, is, uh, Blaze takes Tails with her. And basically they go to her house and they start getting very um, intimate with each other. To the point that Blaze says she has a special surprise. That she doesn't want to do it right then and there while she's still in her traditional outfit. But she wants to do something a little more fun, a little bit more different. And she decides to go up the stairs, but by doing so, she gets on her hands and knees, kind of really showing off certain parts of her details, if you know what I mean. Well, she's crawling up, you know, the stairs on her hands and knees, kind of like a, a real cat, if you will, kind of hinting at what what's to come. Because we find out that as she, you know, gets upstairs, gets back on her regular two feet, she goes into her bedroom, she goes into a secret room, or a closet that not even Silver is aware about, opens it up and finds all these unique, uh, I guess you could say, quote-unquote, playthings that she likes to use during her moments uh, with Silver and other guys. And, you know, she's about to decide on one, but then her eyes catch another, and she's like, oh, that will work. You know, that will work. So she takes it, you know, 
and basically gets herself ready. Then she calls the Tails to come up. Tails goes up and meets her in the bedroom. And when he opens up the bedroom door, he sees her lying on the bed, or not lying, but kind of like standing on her knees on the bed with her hands out, outright and everything. And she's got the, and he notices the collar and the leash connected to it. And, you know, he's wondering what's this about out and everything. And Blaze kind of reminds him of, you know, Fiona maybe mentioning some of them have certain kinks, which, you know, does ring a bell and tails like, oh, yeah, right, right. She did tell me that. And everything. So now he's gotten himself more prepared, you know, quickly, you know, you know, like, oh, yeah, yeah, Fiona did remind me of that. Okay, got, okay, I'm with it now, I'm with the ball. And Blaze basically says that for their moment, their intercourse, if you will, that tonight she is Tails' pet cat. And she basically role plays that, she basically role plays it to a T by nuzzling up to him, purring, and all that. And it just goes from there, and they just have um, the the moment. They have the intercourse, if you will. And it does get a little bit more, I guess you could say, BDMS, just a bit, just a bit. Because Tails, basically, they're getting into the moment, ties uh, Blaze's collar to a post. Oh, and as a result, it kind of lightly chokes her with the, the collar, but it's kind of that side of tails that has you know that has come out that's allowing him to do this that more rough and aggressive side if you kind of understand what i'm getting at but anyway they have their moment and after they're done of course you know the next ones uh the the next ones on the list kind of give their uh, notice to fiona that hey it's our turn and Tails is like, okay, well, I'll go see what, I'll go do it. But here's what's interesting. We find out that the girls that he'll be with will always find excuses to be with him, but not make him aware of it until he smartens up later on, you know, about it. And in this case, Vanilla and Cream basically, you know, tell Fiona, hey, can you have Tails come over, at, you know, and give us our moment now? Oh, and by the way, tell him our computer's broken. And Tails basically kind of like is, a, is like, wait a minute, I, I thought I fixed it. You know, it can't be broken. So, you know, just to, you know, out of precaution and being a friend, he goes and, and double checks, you know, at their house. He goes to Vanilla and Cream's house, checks, you know, goes in there, checks the computer. You know, well, Cream goes into the lounge. Vanilla, Vanilla uh, ironically, is not there. But anyway, they should, you know, they go in, he goes into into the house, goes to check the computer while Cream is in the lounge, and he notices, huh, yeah, there's nothing wrong here. Everything's pretty much the way I left it. So he goes over to Cream in the lounge, sits down next to her, and he's like, yeah, uh, there's nothing wrong. Why did you guys call me for to fix it or check it out? And Cream then admits, she starts giggling and admits, oh, that's not really the reason. I think you know why we wanted you here. And... <laughs> Again, it, it suddenly dawns on Tails when she says that, like, oh, okay. Okay, so you just use this to lure me here kind of deal. And Cream confesses that, yeah, that's true. And right, and basically you can guess what happens after that. Yeah, those two get intimate. Now, just like Tails, Cream is aged up to about 18 or 19 here, so... You know that's that's kind of like the sliding point. It's kind of like okay, we can let this we can let this uh, go because she's aged up to an appropriate age. 
and uh, yeah, her and Tails, you know, get you know get their intercourse on, if you will. It is hinted at that Tails had a previous previous relationship with her, as well as it's hinted at that another person he gets with me, uh, Mina Mongoose, he also had a relationship with. But they're both happy for the fact that he's now with Fiona because obviously they know, hey, this is the one he's always wanted to be with. But, to the point, like I said, Cream and Tails have their moment, you know, in the lounge. Uh, Vanilla walks in and everything. Cat, you know, basically doesn't catch him and all that, but just kind of playfully scolds Cream for, hey, I thought you were going to wait for me so we could double team him. And Cream is like, yeah, you know, I, I couldn't, and, you know, and all that. So she says, you know, since I had my turn, Mom, you can go have yours. And Vanilla takes uh, Tails up to the bedroom, up to her bedroom, and let's just say they have their moment there. Um, they have the moment there, if you know what I mean. And it's kind of implied that some of these girls, like Vanilla, I guess you could say could say that they're. Upper region, no offense when I say this, no offense, all due respect, no offense, that the upper region is kind of, uh, kind of very big, if you know what I mean. Kind of very big and everything. So, yeah, it's implied here that she, you know, has that kind of an upper region to the point that after they kind of have the moment, she ends up basically falling on tails and nearly suffocating him because of that. And, you know, so... So, yeah, they have their moment. Cream comes in, you know, gets another shot at him. You know, they have a second go around. And it's kind of hinted and applied that these two will be back again to have a three-way with, with Tails later on. But, yeah, basically it just goes from there. Tails does get a, a bit of a break, a little bit, does some gardening with Fiona, and then also decides to have some, you know, interplay with her in the bedroom later on after they're done doing some gardening. But then he gets, but then Fiona gets a message from Sally. And it's here that Sally basically makes it aware that, hey, I want to have a shot at him. And can you tell him, hey, I would like to bring him over for tea to catch up on things and all that. But Tails now smartened up to what happened last time. It's like, yeah, I don't think Sally just wants me for tea, does she? And Fiona's like, yeah, after, you know, and Fiona, she's just giggling and all that. Because she, she's aware of, oh, yeah, you're smart about that. You're smart, you're smart, you're smart about that. Okay. You know, you got us. You're, you're on to us kind of deal. Like, now he's picking up on the clues. Like, when, you know, when a girl says, hey, can you have Tails help me do this? Can you have him come over to help me do this? Tails is going to be more like, yeah, you want me. Yeah, that's what they say, but they want me for something else, don't they? And it, it just goes from there. But, yeah, Sally basically is, you know, alone at the castle along with Nicole. It's the only opportunity she has. And basically when, you know, they get together, they, of course, have their moment. And just like with Amy, Tails gets a little bit more frisky with her by kind of like, pull, you know, nibbing, as they would say, at her ear and pulling it, tugging it slightly and all that. And, of course, they just go to town on each other. And then... You know, Nicole shows up because Sally needs a break. Nicole has her moment. She's already prepared and ready to go. And then it gets even more interesting because we find out that Nicole's body has been enhanced to be, you know, not just more solid, but be very manipulative. In other words, her nanite body, nanite liquid body, you know, has not just been enhanced to be more solid, but like I said, more manipulative to the point that she could become anyone 
uh, she wants. And it's doing the three-way with her, ta- her, excuse me, her, Tails, and Sally that she ends up changing into Fiona. She changes into Sally, so Tails has two Sallys to do the deed with. And then she changes into Tails himself, which basically surprises him, but allows him and her to double-team Sally, as the old saying would go. But the one, there is one line Tails would never cross, and that's basically getting it on with a guy, even if it is a female in disguise of a guy like Nicole, which Nicole is totally cool with. And the way they describe Nicole's changing into these different characters, instead of just referring to them as, you know, who she becomes, they add an N where the first letter of the name is. Like, instead of Fiona, it's Neona. Instead of Sally, it's Nally. Instead of Tails, it's Nails, if you know what I mean. But she does do this again when they meet up with both her and Fiona, because apparently later on in the story, Sally's allowed to finally leave the castle. They meet up at Tails and Fiona's place and everything, and they do have some fun there. And it's there where not only does she you know, go back to being, uh, not only does she change into a clone of Tails and all that and, and such to kind of you know, have fun, but then she decides, okay, how am I going to get Tails to make out with a, a clone of himself? And apparently she was ready for it and said, I got a surprise for you. And changes into what is known, what fans have dubbed as the Tails Co. Tails Co., which is Tails with a K-O at the end, uh, which is basically a female interpretation of Tails. And Tails obviously is more willing to go with it, you know, once that happens. So, yeah, you know, the, the, those moments, the, those interactions he has, this interaction with Rouge, where we see another kink of hers, or we see another kink, I should say, of the girls, and that's Rouge liking bondage, if you will, where basically she likes to have uh, guys tied down a little bit and treat them like her playthings, if you know what I mean. Uh, then, like I say, you have Tangle, uh, doing, Tangle getting her opportunity with, with Tails and all that, and even doing their moment intertwining their Tails together, both Tails as two Tails and, you know, Tangle's single Tail. And even uh, Nicole, when she becomes a female Tails in the, uh, one of the later chapters, like the, one I, like the one I just mentioned, mentioned, when her and Sally go over to Fiona and Tails and have, a, have fun there, uh, they even intertwine their Tails a little bit, kind of tie them together. Um, you have that, you know, you know, you have that moment, you have Percy, you know, Percy from Sonic Boom have a moment, if you will, you have, like I said, Raquel, uh, you have Relic and Tikal have a moment, but it's a more wild moment at times, thanks to the Master Emerald and everything, infusing tales with a more, you know, more energy than expected. Uh, he has a moment with Julie Sue and everything. Uh, when they go over to Angel Island and everything, he has a moment with Julie Sue. Again, like, you know, he has a moment with Linda, you know, not once but twice, because again, the second time Linda has to trick him over into coming back because he, to make him think, oh, you did the unthinkable kind of deal. But then because of the result, he also has time with Shade. You know, it just goes on and on and on. And I'm assuming. I'm assuming that Sally's mom, Alicia, is also going to uh, be involved in this, but not, but not without, but with, uh, not, not, but not without her. Almost lost, almost lost my uh, tongue there, if you will. But basically, um, I, I, I picture because it's not there yet, but I do picture 
uh, Alicia Acorn, Sally's mom, not the Alicia Acorn he already was, the anti-Sally, because he does have a moment with her, and that Alicia um, basically is dating uh, Tails' doppelganger, Miles, the Moebius version of him, the anti-Tails uh, from the Archie books, and this Alicia, she's a little bit more calmer, a little bit more like, okay, she's not exactly like Sally, but kind of like borderline, like she's still aggressive, but she's more, you know, down to earth, more like, yeah, maybe being bad wasn't such a good idea kind of deal. Um, anyway, anyway, you know, she has a moment with the anti-Sally, Alicia, if you will, where we find out that she is basically someone that's the opposite of, let's say, Rouge. And that is, instead of Rouge wanting to be the dominating one with bondage, uh, Alicia Acorn, anti-Sally, is more like, I want to be domed. I want to be, you know, uh, uh, controlled by the person that I'm with, kind of deal. So, you know, so basically what this means is she, she likes the idea that she could get slapped, if you will. She likes the idea that she could get uh, pinched, bitten all over. She likes the rough stuff, you know, probably more so than all the other ladies involved. Um... Uh, but with that said, with that said, like I said, you know, he has a moment with her, you know, he has a moment with Marina, he has a moment uh, with Whisper, you know, and so on and so forth. And there are some that he hasn't had a moment with, but I think they're going to be coming into the picture real soon if the story continues. You know, those people, like I was mentioning, could be Sally's mom, Alicia. You know, the one that, you know, kind of, you know, is presented like, you know, keeping, you know, not want, not really wanting Sally to, you know, you know, spend too much time outside the castle, but then relenting. Because apparently the reason Sally would stay at the castle a lot more is because they did, is that the parents did kind of figure out something was going on. And, and because they figured something was going on, prevented her from even going out for a while until I guess she can win back her trust or convince them, hey, do not worry, you know. Uh, uh, do not worry, I'm not going to pull stunts like that again, and I'll be home at a certain time. Which, obviously, she has proven that she can be, she can do. Or agree, or she's also agreed to. Um, but I think, basically, I feel, I, I believe and feel that her mom's going to get involved in this, too. But her mom might be the only exception of, hey, all the guys know about the significant others doing this, but her mom might be that one exception of, yeah, uh, Max doesn't know about this. You know, Sally's mom, uh, Sally's dad in the original uh, pre-reboot of Archie Sonic. I could see Alicia being one of those exceptions of, yeah, Max doesn't know about this. But when Sally and Nicole described to me how, what, how much fun they were having, I knew I had to get in on it. So I'm not going to be surprised if Alicia gets in on this, Sally's mom, nor... Nor would I be surprised if Rosemary gets in on this. You know, Tails' mom. I would not be surprised. I would not be surprised if that happens. Now, I could be wrong, but I definitely feel that those are going to be the two exceptions, along with a few other entries down the line, uh, or moments down the line, repeated moments, if you will, happening in the, in the story. But overall, though, guys... I do highly recommend you check this out if you want to have a, a good laugh, if you will. It's, it's, basically, it's a fun story in everything. It is a fun story. 
Of course, it's not for everybody, but it is a fun story that if you just want to have a laugh and everything and see how certain writers portray certain characters in unique ways based on what they believe and other fans believe could be, you know, an area they would dive into a lot more than expected. If you want that, I highly recommend checking this out. I will provide a link down below where you can find it and keep up with it. And you can even download, you know, you can even download it um, as well. You can even download it um, as well uh, to read on the go when you feel like it. But, guys, I just wanted to come on here and let you know about it, you know, give you my overall thoughts, you know, kind of see what, see what your thoughts would be and everything. Leave a comment in the live chat as well as down below. Also, support me at B.W. Rosas Discussions, B.W. Rosas Discussions, B.W. Rosas Discussions, at all your favorite audio, party, audio podcast locations except for Pandora. Also, click on the upper left-hand corner to check out my Teespring store for merchandise you can't get anywhere else. Also, guys, support me at Venmo at brian roma 2 and at Cash App at B.W. Rosas 98. Or BW Rosas98. Also, check me out at divanot.com, so that's BVW1979. Also, guys, check me out at Vimo at BW Rosas for content you, get, you can't get here on YouTube. Also, check me out at patreon.com, so that's BW Rosas with a $1 or $3 tier. But, guys, let me know what your thoughts are overall. Love to hear from each and every one of you on this. And until next time, talk to you later.